The following podcast is intended for mature audiences and contains offensive material that is for entertainment purposes only. You have been warned. of your crypt and you are listening to Rotten Corpse Radios the casket cast hosted by me ever and and I know you're thinking ever wasn't your name Ryan before well that's what I was going by uh, before I decided um, back in 2018 that I was going to begin transitioning and I know we discussed it or brought it up in an earlier episode briefly we didn't really go over it um, but I yes decided to um, begin transitioning um, and so you probably you'll probably still hear the same jokes the same voice for now uh, depending on how long I do this and you know, how long we do the podcast and um, how far along I get within my transition. Uh, yeah, you may be hearing some, you know, maybe my voice might change up a bit. Um, but for now, this is uh, this is the way I sound. This is, this is me. Um, I know it's not a very feminine voice, and that's fine. I know girls that have deeper voices than me. So you can talk shit all you want. I don't really care. Anyway, it doesn't really have much to do with me um, in the way of it's not going to really change anything. Um, if you've been a longtime listener of Rotten Corpse Radio, you will note that a lot of our older episodes, especially episodes of the Gore Corner, do feature a lot of uh, queer represented movies and or subject matter that we are very, very um, fondly um, interested in. And a lot of it is either, whether it's like filmmakers, whether it's writers, whether it's characters in movies, like me personally, kind of going back to my original journey through this, I was heavily influenced um, 
not really influenced, but um, I was kind of, if you can say, I was, I felt seen when I started seeing certain things in horror films. Um, as a kid, I remember um, seeing Sleepaway Camp for the first time, and when they reveal that um, Angela Baker has a penis, <laughs> then I remember my friends being thoroughly sicked out, and I was incredibly excited. Um, I also, um, the Angela Baker character from Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 is like, my fa one of my favorite characters in, in movies, especially in a horror film. And for two reasons. One, I always loved the fact that Angela Baker has always um, adopted this like goody two-shoes kind of approach to the way she uh, chooses her victims and carries out her murder. Um, the other thing was I always really loved the fact that she was very much like you know, like a Freddy Krueger character, cracked jokes, you know, made funny observations, um, really cheesy, you know, one-liners. And then the other one, a big one. And I remember not even thinking about this when I was younger, but Angela Baker, Pamela Springsteen, the actress who played her, looked exactly like my stepmother Patty and it was really crazy to me like I was I remember not thinking anything of it when I first met Patty I thought you know she was a very pretty woman she was uh she wasn't like super mean you know she was like really cool really carefree and then the longer she stayed with my dad she got a meanness to her <laughs> and and then, uh, ultimately me and my uh me and my sister hated her guts um which i mean in all honesty it's hard for me to hate somebody that you know was very involved with my upbringing of horror so not only was i you know very invested in the angela baker character in sleepaway camp two and three um as kind of like a beacon of pride for myself um but you know, just in terms of character, of course. Uh, but she resembled somebody I not only hated, but I also kind of admired and I am very thankful for, especially now in my adult years. Um, it's too bad now because, like, uh, Patty doesn't actually. Um, she has kind of, uh, I think she has, like, early um, onset of, like, Alzheimer's, and she doesn't know who I am. Um so that's the only thing that's kind of a bummer. She is, um, you know, I mean, she, like, since my dad had passed away, you know, she she was kind of uh, there for, you know, for, like, she was kind of there, but she wasn't really there for us. I really wish I had been more there for her. Um, in hindsight, I kind of wish I could go back and change things. Unfortunately, I can't. And uh, I no longer live in the state of Oregon, so... I don't really have any connection to her um, in that uh, regard, but I mean, she introduced me to some my, one of my first uh, horror uh, series. Um, she was a very big, you know, very voracious reader. She had every book by V.C. Andrews. Um, she also liked a lot of romance stuff too, but she was very much into like the weird kind of horror 
Um, I remember she was the first person to spoil a movie for me. She actually spoiled Halloween 3 for me because I, uh, I asked my parents if they would record the Halloween movies that were on um, late night while I was uh, out trick-or-treating. I think I was like 11 or 12, I think, and she had to tell me that uh, Michael Myers is in Halloween 3, so that they, that they wouldn't record it. And I only caught like the first 10 minutes of the movie before the tape cuts off. <laughs> and actually, that made me want to watch that movie. And it's actually one of my favorites. So, I mean, shows what she knows. <laughs> but um, but it was funny that she had to spoil that movie for me. And, um, and yeah, she, like, when I w- shouldn't have ever had access to horror films as a kid. Um, Patty was always there. She, um, like, I remember when she found out that I had my own video account uh, when they, her and my dad had just started an account. The video store itself was always uh, getting in trouble for underage kids, you know, running movies they shouldn't be like myself. Um, although my parents never cared and they didn't even notice. So, cause I'd always watch the movies when they were at work. So they never knew. Uh, but I remember they melted our accounts together. They kind of like, f- um, combined them. And then I had to have her permission to rent R rated films from that point on. And she signed off on it. She didn't even talk to my dad about it. She just like, okay. <laughs> Just let it happen. So, yeah, there was always that. You know, I always had that, uh, I always had that, um, you know, that was always one thing I always held on to uh, for the longest time. Um, I don't think Patty would be a very big fan of my transition now. Um, she became a very heavily involved in the er, in the Christian church. Don't even think she enjoys horror movies anymore. Um, and um, I know since my dad passed away, like the current husband that she has now, I, I, I don't even think that would be something he'd be interested in either. They, they seem like a very nice and normal couple, but you never know. I mean, maybe they, maybe they do, maybe they still are, and maybe that's always one thing that her backup memory will always hold on to even when uh you know her possible dementia or alzheimer's is slowly eating away at her at her brain but but yeah i'm i've always been uh i've always um i'm in deep um you know like uh i have so much respect for what she helped do for me um, because horror is always, you know, maintained as being one of my top, um, entertainment, um, vices. And I've, I've always been, it's always been, it's always been there for me, you know, like, you know, as I've grown up and, um, everything that has always meant something to me has always revolved around horror. Um, you know, it's a medium and a genre I'll always treasure, uh, throughout time. And, of course, I do look for more, you know, positive 
queer representation in in the movies as they you know as the years uh, go by and maybe I see some more stuff I mean but I am also one of those people that I'll forever be in love with the villain and to me it doesn't matter that they don't have positive queer representation in horror because if the villain is queer then I am all about it (laughs) like all about it But yeah, the um, so, so yeah, that was that was kind of where I'm at now. Um, I'll still be making the same jokes and the same everything that I've always made. Um, won't really change anything. Um, in the show, uh, you may get a little bit more input from me in regards to certain things. Um, but yeah, I'm always gonna remain a constant fan and hopefully you follow our journey still you know hopefully you as the listener um, is continuing to listen to this isn't like really tuning anything out and you're you know and hopefully you will continue to enjoy what we continue to put out and in closing because uh, this almost seems like this shouldn't be over because if you're looking at your time ticker right now it's about at the halfway point close to maybe a little bit over um, but now I want everyone here to enjoy the rest of the reel as myself, along with my co-host, Stavropocracy, are having a fun little conversation about giants and nothing here makes sense. And until next season, thank you very much for listening to Rotten Corpse Radio and to our podcast, The Casket Cast. We've been putting this thing out since about 2012, I believe, and we've had like a few on and off start-stop moments, and I mean, we have been on hiatus for three years until this year, so, um, and we do thank everybody for joining us again, so, um, and without further ado, here's a bunch of random nonsense about giants. And the inner beings of the planet. For now. Planet. There were giants. The planet. Yeah. Big giants? Yes, giant giants. Like they, giant 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 giants. Do you think giants were ever concerned about the size of their dicks? No, because they were huge anyways. Compared to... But, compared it matters to, if they were had giant hands or, you know, not so giant hands. I mean, what if they were, like, comparing their dick sizes to other giants? Were the giants black? I mean... Are giants different races? Do, are, are, there, are there different races? Since there's different races of us, are, would would there be different races of giants? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they could do interstellar travel. Like, uh, like that'd be. I mean, I, I think for us, any giant travel would actually be pretty in, or pretty or giant, s- giant, giant travel. Pretty stellar. Like, imagine, like, a giant running across the field. That would literally be, like, a two-hour drive for us when it's, like, 20 seconds for them. I just jump, and he's across the field. Like, man, I can't believe how, I can't believe how quick I made it across. And there's, like, cars driving pe- behind him and shit. Hold on! I can't go that fast! <laughs>
Hey, do you think like uh, do you think uh, a big ass burger would be big enough for a giant? Uh uh-uh. uh What about two big yeah. ass burgers? It'll be a giant ass burger. Oh yeah, they do make those. Mm-hmm. Giant, giant, big ass burgers. Do you think? But them eating a giant ass burger is like us eating a cookie at a cookie crisp. Hmm. I mean, that's true. Because I mean, cookie crisp are pretty small. Yep. Especially when you know, and I guess to a giant, I mean, they'd be pretty crazy small. I'd be like. God, what is this, a pill? I could easily just down this. Like, here, hand those to me. I could snort that. (laughs) Do you think, uh... Do you think Giants like the New York Giants? Do you think they're fans? Or do you think they, uh... Or do you think they have... They're offended by the New York Giants? Probably. But what about the San Francisco Giants, the baseball team? Mm, that's another giant. Mm-hmm. Or what about the band, They Might Be Giants? Do you think they're questioning the validity of their giantism? Mm-hmm. Probably. And do you think that Andre the Giant would have been referred to as Little Man? Most likely. He was dainty. Tiny. <laughs> dainty. <laughs> Your version of Giants is very, very small. Well, his it'd name... Be Andre, it'd be Andre the Not-So-Giant. <laughs> he would have been almost big enough for me to give to my small child as a G.I. Joe figurine. <laughs> That reminds me of Titus. He's like, you burned down your father's boat when you were 11. I was giving T.I. Joe a Viking funeral. (laughs) A Viking funeral. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go ahead. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm trying to figure out how to get your input to come down a little bit. Kind of peaking. Better swim ha- swim for the lighthouse, laddie. <laughs> the fog is rolling in. <laughs> I watched the intervention episode the other night. Yeah. We're like, they they're trying to get their his dad to start drinking again. <laughs> We just want our dad back. What were they using as arguments to get him to drink again? Well, he's like, I was raised by a a, a lustful man. A, a lusty, lustful man. And now you're lustless. <laughs> lustless. <laughs> and his, his old lady's like, remember that woman I brought over? You didn't even hit on her. He's like, oh, I didn't? Because I don't hit on a woman? I'm... <laughs> She's like, how did she take it? And remember, she was like pouring gasoline on herself and lit herself on fire. <laughs> There's always like a gunshot in every episode or a broken window or a fire. 
Well, that's how you know. I was actually looking through my uh, through my movie hard drive the uh, other day, and I you found. You should have all those on there. I do actually. Yeah. I actually eliminated a lot of episodes off that drive, only because there's like a, a of a lot of shows that are available on demand. Yeah, that's not one of them. No, because they never they never replay that on anything. No, 